Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verses 7 to 13. Fantastic passage of Scripture where um, the Holy Spirit is speaking to a church. And it says this, And to the angel of the church at Philadelphia, I want you to write these things. These things says he who is holy, he who is true. Obviously, this is speaking about Jesus. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, he who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door and no one can shut it. It says, for you have a little strength. You've kept my word and you've not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews but are not and they lie. Indeed, I will make them come and they will bow down at your feet and to know that I've loved you because you've kept my command to persevere. I will also keep you from the hour of um, trial which is coming on the whole world to attest those who are on the earth. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to that which you have that, that uh, and, and no one is going to take away your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he will go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will um, give him my new name. And he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I believe at this time it's important for the church of Jesus Christ to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. And as I was thinking about this earlier in the week and I was praying and just really going over some things in my mind, I really felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to say this to Citygate Church and of course everybody else who's online right now, to say this, God is opening for us a door of opportunity. And I want you to take that. I want you to take that by faith. I want you to receive that into your heart, into your circumstances. As today, I want to start. Um, this is going to go over a couple of weeks, I think. But, you know, today I'm going to start by speaking on doors of opportunity. I believe every day, that I know every day, we have opportunities. We have opportunities to choose this or to choose that to make decisions. We have opportunities to go through this door or another door. We have opportunities in the business world. We have opportunities to go through doors in our family life, in our financial circumstances. Perhaps it's in our job. Perhaps it's in our mind. Perhaps it's spiritually in our relationship with God. There are doors of opportunities all over the place. And I don't know if you've ever prayed this sort of prayer or asked somebody else um, about the doors of opportunity in your own life. Um, how do you know which doors to go through and which doors to refuse? How do you know which ones are from God and which ones are obviously not from God? You know, sometimes it can look all good and just obvious and then you find out afterwards, I wish I hadn't gone through that door. And other times we can think back over our lives and think, you know what, I had an opportunity in my 30s, in my 20s, in my 40s or whenever it was, I had an opportunity to do something and I didn't take the opportunity. And thinking back, I know that it was an opportunity opened by God. Hindsight is a fantastic thing, but I think it's far better for us to live in understanding and in insight for us to know which doors to go through. You know, as we start to think about this today, um, I've been thinking about all the different, you know, examples of doors in the Bible, and I'm not going to go through them all. There's so many of them. But I was just thinking about ordinary doors in our lives. Some of them are big and grand and other things. 
You know, other times they're more, you know, perhaps insignificant or more subtle. Sometimes they're even hidden in a wall. Have you ever been to a, a grand house or something and they've got like a secret door in the wall that's got the same color paper going across it and you go close and you think that has got an outline around it. That must be a door. I don't know, I think there's all sorts of doors that we experience in our own lives. Some are really obvious and some are really sneaky. Some are really like, I didn't even see that coming. It must have been there all the time and I never, you know, I just didn't see it. I didn't see the opportunity that there was before me. And as we go through these things today, I want us to develop something on the inside of understanding and insight and faith as well to embrace the opportunities that God is opening before us. Again, there's all sorts of opportunities, all sorts of doors in the Bible, but something happens when you go through a door of opportunity. In fact, a number of things can happen. The first thing is that as we go through a new door of opportunity, we start to live in a greater authority in our own life. You know, something happens when you step through an open door. Something happens, you come out from perhaps a confined space into a larger space. And you think, even though I've got authority in the name of Jesus and in God's word and, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, something's changed in my life. I'm in a new realm of authority in my life. I've got more of a of an authority to say what does happen and what doesn't happen in my circumstances. Greater authority can happen as a result of going through a door that God has for us. You know, something else that can happen is this. We have greater opportunities to lead people to Christ. A number of times in the Bible, the Apostle Paul says this. There was a great door of opportunity opened before me. And he was speaking about um, you know, being able to give God's word to a new group of people. And I just believe as, you know, as we've been through this year with all of its challenges, I believe a door of opportunity has opened to the body of Christ to give God's word to a whole new group of people, people that have never set foot, you know, through the doors of a church, but they've been seeing online. But, but I believe there are greater doors of opportunity to see the harvest of souls come in at, in this season at this time than we've ever known until this point. The third thing that happens as you go through a door of opportunity that God opens for you is so often we have a greater life in the spirit. I know we're all hungry for God and we're all hungry and we're thirsty for things of God and to, you know, to experience more in God. And as we come back as a church and as we gather again, you know, over these next few weeks, which I'm really excited about, I absolutely know that God is going to show himself strong and that his presence and his glory is going to fill this place as the saints come again, you know, to exalt the name above every name and to stand together and to give God the glory that is due to his name. I absolutely know that together, you know, his presence and, and his glory um, is increased as we gather together. But something happens in an individual's life and in a church's life as we go through a new door of opportunity. It's as if we can step into a new life in the spirit, a new intimacy with God, a new openness with God, a new understanding of perhaps who he is or what he wants for us. You know what? That life in the spirit is everything. You know, God's word says this, the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace, is wholeness. And I believe as we go through these wonderful new doors of opportunity that God is opening for each of us, that there's going to be a new experience in God, a new life in the spirit. The fourth thing that we find as we go through doors of opportunity is we can have a greater 
and clearer prophetic insight into the things that God has for us. I don't know about you, but there's been times when, when it's as if God has made it really clear what he has prepared for my life. We know the Bible verses that, that says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but we've received the Holy Spirit that searches the deep things of God in order for us to know the things that God has for us. We're not to be ignorant of the things that God has for us, but I still know that that is a journey in life where we go through doors and all of a sudden something becomes clear. Something of our pathway, something of the will of God for our life. God gives us a prophetic insight. And you know what? As we understand these things, we can live in greater authority and actually live more clearly and more powerfully in the center of God's will. And the fifth thing that happens as we go through these great doors of opportunity is this, we walk into greater blessing. Um, Obviously, we know it says in the Bible that we are already blessed with all spiritual blessings. But we also understand that we grow in these things. And as we go through doors of opportunity that God, I believe, is saying are wide open to us at this time, on the other side of the door, as we're obedient to go through by faith and to walk into the new things that God has for us, is greater blessing. There's greater abundance for the children of God as we walk through these doors of opportunity. It's doors of favor. It's doors of abundance. Doors of blessing, doors of increase that God is opening for our lives. You know, God never will lead us through a door of reduction or restriction. He always takes us from one place to a greater place. Even though we may experience things in our lives that aren't always God's will, as we go through the doors he has for us, even though sometimes it can be a challenge, there is always blessing on the other side of the doors of obedience in our lives. You know, God wants us to grow in each of these areas. The authority, the opportunity to see people come to Christ, the intimacy with God, the life we have in the Spirit with Him, clearer prophetic insight, and the abundance of God in our lives. God wants us to grow in these areas. And if that's going to happen, I believe central to us increasing in these areas is having an understanding of what doors are all about in the Bible. What doors do we go through and how to walk through these doors effectively? So let's sort of have a think about this today as we, as we go through what we need to know about doors of opportunity. The first thing is this, and um, I think in some ways it is the most important thing to understand, it's this, that the Lord Jesus Christ, he has all the keys. And we've just read in that um, scripture passage there about he opens doors and he closes doors. And um, I just... I'm so confident in the fact that even though God may not be in control of everything that goes on around me and within me, because he's given me a, a choice. He's given me the opportunity, just like it says in Deuteronomy chapter, I think it's chapter 30. It says, I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the cursing, therefore choose life. So we always have the choice. We always have the free uh, opportunity to decide for ourselves, led by the Holy Spirit. But we must understand this, that if we've said yes to Jesus Christ, if he's Lord of our lives, he holds the keys. And if you got the keys to all the doors, then you can open up and you can close absolutely anything. 
And as I was thinking about this point that he has all the keys, of course we know he has the keys of death, hell and the grave. And he has keys of authority, of course. But, but as I understand in my own life that he has the keys of the doors of the journey of my life, that I'm going to make a fundamental decision that I'm not going to fight the will of God in my life. If he's opened a door for me, then I have made the fundamental decision that I'm going to walk through that door. I'm not going to try to close a door that Jesus has opened. And also the opposite is true. If he's closed the door, I'm not going to try and open a door which he's locked shut. Wouldn't life be easier if we have clarity on these things and we, and we understand, well, he's opened that one and he's closed that one, so I'm, I will not try and open the closed one and I'm going to walk straight through the open door of opportunity. I've had so many conversations with people over the years and I've come away from some of the conversations, of course, the vast majority of conversations we have are great and they're, and they're positive and they're encouraging and they're life building. But sometimes I come away from a conversation with somebody and I think, you know what? You're fighting God's will for your life. <clears throat> you know what God has said on the inside of you. You've, it's either in God's word, clearly, or, or it's just a clear kingdom principle, or it's something you've specifically heard for your own life. And yet you're trying to shut the door which God has clearly opened for you, or you're trying to open the door which he slammed shut. And I can't think of anything really more uh, futile than trying to resist the will of God for my life. I know God is a good God, so anything he has prepared for me is going to increase my life. It's going to be on the other side. There's going to be blessing and authority and, and all the things that we've talked about today. So I want to encourage us today, you know, to make this fundamental decision that I will not resist the will of God for my life, no matter how scary it looks, no matter if we know what's on the other side of the door or not, no matter if it was unexpected or something we've been praying for. We will not resist the will of God for our lives, but we will stir up a boldness and a confidence and we will walk straight through because we know this, that Jesus Christ holds the keys of our experience and he's ordered every footstep for our lives so we're going to keep in step with everything that he has for us. You know, the second thing that we need to understand about these doors is this. God wants us to be involved in the choice of which door we go through. He wants us to be involved. Uh, you know, I've already said he gives us the choice. And there's something about obedience. There's something about we do things because we love God. If God was, you know, forceful and commanding all the time and overbearing, overpowering, in control, it wouldn't actually need our obedience. It wouldn't need our cooperation in any way. And it certainly wouldn't need any faith for us to stir ourselves up to walk forwards. If we didn't have a hand in the choices that we have before us, then we'd just become spiritual um, automatons. It would just be God would be in control and saying, do this and do that, and we don't have a choice in the matter. But God has given us, because he loves us so incredibly much, he's given us a free will. He didn't even stop Adam from eating of the tree that he'd told him not to. You know, if I'd been God, I think I would have, you know, perhaps locked that door. I would have put that tree somewhere, locked the door and kept the keys. Wouldn't that have 
you know, helped us over the last however many thousand years since Adam. But you know what? God gave him the choice. And there's something about love. There's something about compassion that says, you know what? I want to work with you. And God wants to work with you and with me in all the decisions that we make. He wants us to be involved. He wants us to have hands-on in the choices that we make. And the reason is, is because as we have a hand in the... In, in the decisions in our lives, as we make the right ones, and actually sometimes as we make the wrong ones, but as we make the right ones, as we make good choices in our lives, we grow. And our spirit is developed, our experience is you know, developed. It's as if we overcome something. It's as if we say, yep, you know what? I read God's word, I was led by the spirit, I heard the voice of God, I got the principles of God on the inside of me. This isn't just theory now, but I've made a good decision there and as a result, I've come out into a whole new experience in God, a whole new authority, greater harvest, greater um, abundance in my life. And you know what? I've, I've overcome something, I've achieved something, and that's not something of arrogance and pride. But you know what? We grow. We get stronger on the inside. We get stronger and we increase in our insight and our understanding and God's word being alive on the inside of us. The third thing that happens, or that we've got to understand rather, about these open doors of opportunity is this. And this is really important. These are, these are great keys today. And, and I want us to really lay hold of this one. Are you ready for this? It says in my notes here, never judge a door by its surroundings. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression, don't ever judge a book by its cover, because the book can be amazing on the inside and the cover can be average or the other way around. But it's exactly the same with these doors of opportunity. Never judge a door that is set before you by its surroundings. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, it says this. It's the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, For a great and an effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. He's saying along with this great and effective door are all these problems. Now, so many people would see the problems and say, well, in that case, the door can't be God. Because as I go through the door, there's all these hardships. There's all these challenges. God's a good God. God's not going to let me, you know, experience all these challenges and all these hardships. But you know what I've learned over the years and I continue to learn today that, that often our lives are developed as we overcome the things on life's journey. If we just have an easy road, we're never going to develop. The Bible actually says this, that Almighty God left enemies in the land in order to teach the children of Israel how to fight. Because when they came out of, of the desert, they didn't know how to fight. He left enemies in the land for the specific purpose for people to learn how to overcome. As you think about a pearl in an oyster shell, that that pearl is developed because an irritant gets on the inside of that shell and starts to cause problems. And I'm sure that that shell is there. I said oyster shell. I don't know what pearls are in, but some kind of shell. I'm sure that that shellfish is going, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. I want to get rid of this little piece of grit, this little piece of sand. What good is this? And yet over, a, over some time, it develops into the most fantastic of precious pearls. 
on life's journey, our journey is not just a pathway. It's not just a pathway of a, of a casual chat with somebody on, a, on this path of life where we're just meandering through life. It's not even just a race where we run. It's a series of a pathway and then a decision. And then a pathway and then a decision. Sometimes those pathways, and I know God says he'll make straight paths and we don't turn to the left or the right. But sometimes God brings a diversion. Have you, ever, have you ever been somewhere and there's been a diversion? Perhaps you're coming home at night and it says, you know, diversion. And you think, oh, please, the last thing I want now is a diversion to go all the way around the houses when I just lived, you know, just down there. But you see, God is doing something on that piece of road to make it better for everybody. And sometimes the doorways we go through, they may be off the beaten track a little bit. They may be, you know, completely unexpected. But God sees a big picture and God is also determined to develop our lives as individuals. You see, circumstances are never an indication of what is and what is not God's will. We don't ever judge God's will by how easy the decision is or how obvious the decision is or how much hardship or how much adversary there is against the decision that is set before us. As I think back over my experience, you know, something happens in life when you are knocked down but you get up again. If you've never been knocked down in life, you don't know what it is to get up and to go again. To get up, to stir up that spirit on the inside and says, I may be knocked down, but I'm not out. I'm getting up and I'm going to go again. And the Bible says, even if you're knocked down seven times, come on, you get up an eighth time and you go again. And something happens every time you get up. If you stir up that spirit of faith, you know, as you go through that door of opportunity and you find obstacles and hurdles and people saying, don't go through that door, that's a foolish decision or whatever it is. When you know that you know on the inside of you that this is God's will for my life. You can take on the Goliaths of life. You can go through anything. You know, King David said this, for by my God, I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. That doesn't sound like an easy pathway to me, but it does sound like a victorious one. And I believe with all of my heart, these open doors that God has for us, they may not always be easy, but I can guarantee you this, they will always be full of the grace and the glory and the faith of the Holy Spirit. And as we stir something up on the inside of us, as we go through the doors, something changes on the inside. Never judge the doors that God has for you by how easy the decision is or by how easy the pathway is. I love this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. It says this in the Bible. It says, for our light affliction, which is just for a moment, it works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You see, never underestimate what God is doing in you and through you, no matter what is going on around you. I don't despise the day of small beginnings. 
I don't despise the days that are a challenge. I don't despise the days when it's like, oh, wow, to go through this door is a huge decision. As I think back over Sharon and my life and our, and our family life, sometimes we've gone through doors which, you know, just seem absolutely crazy. They seem like to completely opposite from what everybody else would do or what the you know, people in the world would do or, or what other people have said we should do. I don't know. But when you know that it's almighty God on the inside, and I'm not saying, you know, the throwaway caution or wise counsel, and we'll deal with that next week. But, but you know what? As we do what we know the Holy Spirit is saying for us to do, just like we read in that, that early passage, I've set before you an open door. And when you know that God is leading you through an open door, even though the enemies are there, even though the adversaries are there, even though it just seems like a crazy thing to do. I think of Isaac in the Old Testament. Everybody was going down to Egypt in the time of famine, but there was an open door for him in the land of famine. So he stayed there and he sowed in the land and he reaped a hundredfold return. That was an open door when everybody else was going one way. He stayed and he went through the open door that God had for him. And I could go through so many people in the Bible. There are open doors before people. And I'm so glad that people didn't just just look at their surroundings and say it's too tough or it's too difficult or that obviously doesn't look like God or that is a bizarre thing to do or whatever it is just because of circumstances but they heard the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside and said you know what this is an opportunity in God that I'm going to take and finally today as we as we close this part of this two-part series is this Open doors still need God. What do I mean by that? You know, sometimes we think if a door's open, we just walk through and we can just do it on our own because God's opened the way, so we just walk through. No, I've discovered in God that when God gives us an open door, it's for promotion. When God gives us an open door, it's for increase. Increase in some way, as, as we said earlier, the authority, a greater harvest, the blessing, prophetic insight, our life with God, it's for increase. And as we go through the doors that God has for us, I'll say this, every time it's going to take a greater reliance on our relationship with God. We're going to need God. And I want to encourage you, as God has opening is is opening some doors before us at this time as a church and as individuals. It isn't a time to think, okay, the life I have lived with God is sufficient. No, we need to stir something up on the inside and say, you know what? If there are doors of opportunity, I need more of God. I need to lay hold of my relationship with God in a greater and greater way. Open doors will often involve a decision which will present us with an impossibility. I'm going to say that again. Opening the open doors before us will often involve decisions that present us with an impossibility. You see, if God is opening a door, it's a supernatural door. It's a door that he's involved with. It's a door that he's opening for us, which no one can shut. But from my experience and from what I find out in God's word, and you know, I can share from that angle, and that is this that you will very quickly be faced with, wow, if God doesn't come through, I'm sunk. 
or if God doesn't come through, this isn't going to work, or if God doesn't come through, then this, this is just the wrong decision to make. This is going to take the God of the impossible, to show himself strong. And I want to encourage you today. Uh, if God is opening doors of opportunity before us, and I know he is, perhaps it's in your financial life, perhaps it's in your relationship, perhaps it's in your job or your business opportunities, perhaps it's in you know, something to do with church here in Citygate or the church you're part of. I don't know. If God is opening doors of opportunity, then you know what? God is going to show himself in a new way where he's going to reveal signs. He's going to show himself strong with signs and with incredible acts of his Holy Spirit as he does the impossible in our lives. We believe in the God of the impossible. And I want to encourage you today that as you by faith start to walk through open doors ahead of you, God is going to show himself again as the God of the impossible, as the God of the breakthrough, as the God of healing, as the God of provision, as the God of shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, as the God of all peace, as the God who, who, who opens doors which no one can shut. He's going to show himself and prove himself to be the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and the God of Citygate Church, the God of Julian Melfi or whoever you are online today. This is an exciting thing. I want to, you know, stir you up to put your seatbelt on. It's never a boring life to walk through an open door that God has for you. It's a life of adventure. It's a life of excitement. It's it's a life that makes our Christianity alive and not just the same old, same old. Come on, let's not just stay on that same old path. Let's go through some of those doors which God has for us today. Obviously, I've been speaking to a lot of people that have said yes to Jesus. But perhaps you're online today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. It says in the Bible that, you know, the Lord Jesus himself says this, I am the door. And he was speaking about how people enter into eternal life. And I want to ask you today, friend, do you know that you have eternal life with God? Do you just think there's an afterlife and well, I'm sure I've been good enough or perhaps it just ends, you know, you think it ends, you know, when you're whatever age you are, 80, 90, 100 years old, life just ends and there's nothing else. Friend, I've got some good news for you today, but it's also a challenge. The good news is this, is that there is eternal life and you can live forever and ever with the God who loves you, the God who creates you, the God who so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross, to give you life. But it's also a challenge and that is this, that you need to respond to that offer to go through that door. And the first door in life that is vital for us to go through is this, to say yes to Jesus Christ, to close the door on a life without God and to open the door to having a relationship with God. The Bible actually says that Jesus says, I knock on the door of your heart. Will you open the door and let me in? Let me come in and, and he says in that, in that verse, he says, let me come in and eat with you. I want to do life with you. I want to have a relationship with you. You see, Christianity is not some religious experience of trundling in and out of a building and standing up and sitting down and there's nothing alive about it. It's just a religious tradition. That's the last thing God ever intended in sending his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. His plan was this, 
And, and he said this, I've come to give you life and life in all its fullness. You've heard today about all the great things through the doors of opportunity on life's journey. But the first door that must be embraced, that must be walked through is this, the doorway that receives Jesus Christ as Lord. Even now, there's probably hurdles in front of that doorway. There's probably obstacles, things like, I don't believe there is a God or, well, if God was so good, why are there so many problems in the world today? Why is there a pandemic if there's a good God? So many things that could be hurdles and obstacles in front of the door that just says, you know what? I'm going to give my life to the God who created me. So I'm going to lead you now in a prayer, friend. I'm going to ask you to sweep all those obstacles and those hurdles aside, just like I did when I was 19 years old. And I said, God, if you're real, I need to know. And if you are real, then I'm going to give you my life. So friend, I'm going to ask you today to go through the door. And how we do that is by praying a prayer. And I'm going to say a line and I'm going to ask you to say it after me. And it's a prayer that, that simply says, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you've demonstrated your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me eternal life. Thank you for dying for me, Jesus. I declare you to be my Lord and my Savior and my friend. I close the door on the way I've lived apart from you. I open the door of my heart and I receive you. And from this day forward, I will never be the same again. Amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, the Bible says you've declared Jesus as Lord, you're now a brand new person. Whether you can feel a difference or not is irrelevant. There's a decision that's been made. You've walked through a door. Other people are going to talk to you now about the next steps that there are. There's going to be other doors to go through. Of course there are. But friend, I want to encourage you, whoever you are that's been online today, to walk through the doors that God has for your life. Because on the other side is a whole new season of the great things which God has for you. God bless you and I'll see you next week.